This is episode number 85 of the Fearless Presentations podcast, the fastest, easiest way to eliminate public speaking fear. Want to absolutely eliminate public speaking fear? This podcast is the answer. Here's the guy who literally wrote the book on Fearless Presentations, Doug Stannert. Welcome to the Fearless Presentations podcast. I'm Doug Stannert, CEO of the Leaders Institute and Fearless Presentations. And this is the podcast that helps people just like you become confident and poised presenters and speakers. This is podcast number 85. And this is actually part two of a five-part series on how to write speeches that really work. Now, last week, I shared a simple turnkey process that that can help you write just about any type of speech, especially speeches that you would deliver in the business world. Uh, but over the years, I've, I've kind of found that 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 structure by the work work that structure that I gave you last week, it, it works in just about any type of speech. However, over the years, I've found that there are a few exceptions, some specific types of situations that people are often asked to to speak. And sometimes this is kind of a once in a lifetime thing or maybe a couple of times in a lifetime. And so as a result, we'll be a little bit more nervous in those situations. And and so um, this week, we're going to cover one of those exceptions. It's the the wedding speech or the wedding toast. That's one that can be a little bit more nerve wracking. If, you, if you've never had an opportunity to speak a, speak at a wedding or, or to uh, give a wedding toast, it can be pretty nerve wracking because it's one of those situations where, unlike you know business presentations where you might be presenting to maybe your peers or something like that, in for at a wedding you're speaking to your your entire family and all your friends and basically everybody that's really close to you. So as a result, and you really want to do well. I mean, we really want to perform well in that situation, and so it can be a little bit more nerve wracking for for a lot of us. So we're going to give you some tips that will help. And if you don't have a wedding coming up and, and if you're not if you don't anticipate that you're ever going to speak at a wedding, don't worry, because the skill set that we're going to talk about, this this toasting skill set can be used in a lot of different ways. It can be used at class reunions or anniversary parties or retirement parties. So it's still a really good skill to master, even even if you don't have one of these coming up in any time in the near future. So the podcast is brought to you by fearlesspresentations.com. Um, if you want some really, really valuable one-on-one coaching to help you apply the concepts from this podcast, I would invite you to attend one of our two-day classes that are coming up in cities like Charlotte, San Antonio, Houston, San Francisco, Washington, D.C., Minneapolis, Philadelphia, Columbus, New York, Detroit, New Orleans, and Nashville. Those are the ones that are coming up in the next couple of months. I think those are all the classes before the end of August, I believe. If I, if I didn't call your city, just go to fearlesspresentations.com to access the full schedule. Got classes in about 30 different cities around the world, including United States, Canada, Europe. So uh, so if I didn't call your city, that, that just means that we your city is probably a little bit further out. So just go to fearlesspresentations.com and look at the full schedule. And don't forget, we can actually conduct private classes for groups of as few as five people and uh, and and you actually get a significant discount if you're if we come on site you'd think it'd be the exact opposite but actually there's a lot of cost involved in putting on a public fearless presentations class running meeting rooms and travel and all that kind of stuff so so um, we pass that savings along to our, our customers when they hire us to come out and do programs specifically for their their groups so 
If you're interested in any of that kind of stuff, just go to fearlesspresentations.com. All right, let's get on with today's podcast. So in today's podcast, we're going to talk about how to write a wedding toast. That's one of those things that can be a little challenging for a lot of folks. Um, it and, and by the way, this is a continuation of our series on how to design presentations. So in, in this episode, we're, we're going to talk specifically about the different types of wedding toasts and and um, and how to actually deliver those things. And over the years, I've, I've had a few people that have actually come through the entire Fearless Presentations class, the, the two-day public speaking classes that we offer in cities all over the world. And they've done it just because they were terrified to give a best man speech or a father of the bride speech. And, and so they wanted some help with that. And I got I to gotta say that um, if, if you have a situation like that coming up, I know it's nerve wracking. I know you can be really, really nervous in a situation like that. But going through a two day public speaking class to help with that probably isn't really your, your best use of time, because this is one thing, one of those things that if you just practice it a little bit with a little bit of preparation and a little bit of practice, you can actually do really, really well, even without a lot without a lot of coaching. And so we'll we'll go through the, the podcast here and hopefully that will will help you out a little bit if you have one of those things coming up. Um, so let's before I kind of get involved in the how to's, let's kind of talk about some of the the traditions with weddings, um, just just so that everybody's kind of on the same page. So traditionally, the best man is kind of the MC or the host of the wedding reception. So in addition to being responsible for delivering the very first wedding toast, the best man is also responsible for keeping things moving. And because of this, if, if you're the best man, you want to make sure to organize the wedding toast beforehand, because in some cases, if you're the best man, you may be the only person giving delivering a toast at the entire wedding. However, traditionally, the best man will toast the bride, the maid of honor will will toast the groom, and then one or both of the parents will toast the couple. And so, and that's kind of the order that it that it occurs. So basically, the best man, and then the maid of honor, and then the father of the bride, and then the father of the of the groom will will give toast in in that order. And then finally, the fifth toast, if there is one is uh, the toast from the couple. And that's usually just where the couple gets a chance to thank everybody for coming and attending the wedding and that kind of thing. So that's kind of the order anyway, that that traditionally the um, the toast go. I, however, you know, in, in today's world, it kind of really just depends on the couple and what they want to do and the family and 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 what the um, the, the fathers want to do and that kind of thing. So it, it's it's a little bit different in, in today's world than what it has been in traditional in traditionally. So if you happen to be the best man, you want to make sure and talk to each one of those people beforehand so you kind of know exactly what each person wants to do. You don't want to put them on the spot if if um, if they haven't actually prepared something. So let's let's start with the first one. And really, it's it's I wouldn't say it's the most important, but it's the one that kind of gets the ball rolling. It's the best man toast. So when folks are looking for how to write a wedding toast, many times it's the best man looking for help. The the, the goal of the best man speech is really to toast the bride. However, if if you're going to be the only one making a toast, obviously you're going to want to probably toast the couple instead. So as you prepare the toast, you want to make sure to keep thinking about how to show the bride's strengths and character to her friends and family. You're there to kind of lift her up. Um, although you'll be tempted to make sarcastic you know, jabs at the groom, you want to really make sure to avoid any negative stories, et cetera, about, about especially about you know, old girlfriends and embarrassing stories about how, how much of a loser the groom is and all that kind of stuff. Remember, this is their day, so you want to, you want to kind of keep it on the positive. It doesn't mean you can't tell a, 
you know, a deprecating story about the about the groom if if there's a positive ending to it. But you know, you you don't you don't want to go over the top and and make the the groom look bad. All right, so let's kind of I'll give you a, a quick little outline of of um, a, a pretty good structure for a best man speech, and this works pretty well. So the first thing that you want to do, since you're kind of the MC or the host, is you want to get the audience's attention. Now you often see in movies that the best man will kind of stand up and take a spoon and start tapping the champagne glass, and you probably don't need to do that. I mean, people are expecting the the best man to say as dinner starts to conclude that the best man, when the best man stands up and the music stops, there everybody's expecting the, um, the the toast to begin. So you typically won't have to to do anything really dramatic. So a lot of times you can just say something like, you know, well, welcome everyone. You know, may I have your attention, please. Um, you know, if you say something like that, it, it, they'll they'll kind of be um, they'll, a lot of times folks will pay attention to you fairly, fairly quickly. I mean, obviously, you can add some humor in there, too. You know, you can say something like, you know, welcome, everyone. May I have your attention, please, for a few heartfelt moments while we toast the couple and then we can eat cake. You know, so something something that that is kind of you know, that kind of catches the attention anyway. Um, one of the things that we encourage people to do in the, the second part anyway of the, the best man speech is you want to kind of get them laughing. Since you're the host, since you're the MC, you and and this is a fun, festive occasion. If you can if you can start with a with something that's kind of funny, it can help. Now, in most cases, and if you've ever heard me speak about business presentations, I'm not a real big fan of of just kind of telling jokes. But this is one of those situations where because of the the festive mood of the of the group, and because it is a a, a lighter occasion, then sometimes if you start with with a, a wedding joke, it, it can really help. Now, luckily, there is a there's a, a website that has a, uh, a I think it's got like eighteen different jokes that you can use in this specific situation. And I put a link to it, by the way, in the show notes. So, but you can, you can find it if you just kind of put, you know, wedding, wedding jokes or, or um, uh, wedding toast jokes into Google, you'll, you'll find it just like I did, but I put a link to it, but the, um, but some of those are, some of those are pretty funny. Stay away. There are a few of them in there that are a little off color. I probably wouldn't do that. Remember, parents are going to be there and that kind of thing. So you probably don't want to use any kind of off color um, comments. So after you kind of get them laughing and and get get the mood kind of festive, then um, the next part is you want to really praise the bride. So for this part of the toast, you want to make sure that you're looking directly at the bride. Start with her name. And then the easiest way to do it is just to list two or three major strengths that you recognize in her. And then finally, just kind of finish with with the toast itself. And and in, in a lot of cases, you know, sometimes folks will will um, kind of tell you to the, to to um, you know, make it kind of flashy or something. But I've I've kind of found that, especially for the best man speech, you know, a lot of times you can you can just say, you know, so um, so um, so here's to a happy couple. Cheers, you know, and raise your glass when you do it. And it's it's pretty simple, pretty easy. You don't necessarily have to do that. Now on the on some of the latter speeches. The um, the father speeches when they give their speeches or their their toast, a lot of times we'll, we'll encourage them to be a little bit flashier. But for the best man speech, it's usually just to to um, get the ball rolling, make it easy, um, get everybody festive and everything. So it's it's pretty fun. So I give you an example. Here's what one might sound like. So welcome everyone. May I have your attention, please? 
for a few heartfelt moments while we toast the couple, and then we can eat cake. <laughs> so all of you know that, and you put the bride's name in there, all of you know that that the bride, If you, for those of you who know the bride well, you'll know that she is a wonderful and caring person. She deserves a good husband. And thank God my friend found her, married her before she found that one, right? So um, seriously though, the, the, and then you look right at the bride and say, you're truly a caring, loving uh, person and, and thank God for, um, and then name the groom, a detail-oriented person. He's a truly lucky man, you know, raise your glad, or raise your glass. So, I mean, basically you just want to keep it simple, you know, just end with a cheers or something like that. Really, really quick and easy. By the way, I wrote the, I wrote the, um, the toast down so you can kind of read it. If you insert the the bride's name and everything in it, it's pretty, you could actually, in a lot of cases, you might be able to just use what I've kind of written if you're, if, um, if the, uh, and then replace the, um, the uh, descriptive terms, you know, the, the strengths for that person. A lot of times you can, you can just kind of use that. So um, the one that's a little bit um, more fluid or a little bit more um, emotional is going to be the maid of honor speech. So let's focus a little bit on that one. So traditionally, the goal of the maid of honor is to toast the groom. However, in modern weddings, obviously the maid of honor will often toast the couple. So as you begin to write the maid of honor speech, you know, think about how the bride's life has changed for the positive since she has known her new husband. And, and just as what the best man toasts, you want to keep it clean, you want to keep it positive. The major difference between the two speeches, though, is that the maid of honor toast is typically a little bit more, more emotional and sentimental, um, but the structure is fairly similar. So with the best man speech, that one should be a little bit more funny and and catching the attention of the audience. And the maid of honor speech, a lot of times, is a little bit more emotional. So the steps, the, the outline, uh, step number one is you want to give the, the best man a, um, a simple introduction for yourself. So a lot of times, since the best man is going to be the host or the MC, it can be a lot easier if you give the best man a really, really simple introduction so that he can introduce you versus you having to introduce yourself. And so um, if you make it easy, you know, if, if you say if you give him something like, you know, please help me welcome and then put the bride's name, bride's friend of 22 years, the maid of honor, and then put your name in there. This will make the, the toast much easier because now they now the best man has now set you up by showing what your relationship is with the bride and how long you've known each other and that kind of thing. So just something really, really simple like that can make it to where you don't have to stand up and kind of stumble introducing yourself. However, um, if if um, the best man flubs your, your intro, and because remember, he's nervous too, uh, make sure to let the group know who you are and, and how you know the bride, and that, that will help a lot. Uh, the, but the, the main part of your toast, though, is where you want to share the bride's quote-unquote love story. So think about a discussion or a situation that you had with her w when you realized that this relationship was was serious. And if you can call, recall a truly happy moment for for both the bride and the groom and just tell the audience about that moment, that that makes for a really good story as, as well. So remember, keep this short. You know, they really want to eat cake at this point. So so if you can tell, like instead of giving a two minute version of the story, you know, a 20 second or a 30 second version of the story, it can make it a whole lot more interesting for them. So um, so after you share that the bride's love story, the second part is to praise the groom. So this is really the most important part for you anyway, because you what you want to do is 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 describe what you like about the way that the groom treats and cares for the bride. So you're basically giving just a, a simple sentence of 
one of the things that you've seen the the the, the groom do that is real has been real supportive of the, of the bride and then you want to wish them happiness in the future and and in with your cheer so just a simple conclusion wishing them well a simple phrase like you know to the uh, you say the groom's name and i'm happy to that you found true love and i'm happy that my friend sister whoever has found someone to be a true partner with her raise your glass to all the happiness that two people can share right so basically something really really simple like that so so um if if i were going to give you an example of a maid of honor toast it would sound something like hey i'm honored to be able to stand with my friend of 12 years 12 years on this special day three years ago you say the bride's name and i were at starbucks and i asked her how her date went and in that three minute conversation she said put the insert the groom's name he said, we, she said his name about a dozen times with a grin from ear to ear every time she said it. And I knew right there that she'd found true happiness. Since then, mentioned the groom, I've seen um, you honor her and respect her. And I'm truly happy to call you a, a friend today as well. So raise your glass to all the happiness that two people could possibly share. Cheers. You know, so basically you, you, you're, um, you've kind of included each one of those component parts and makes it makes it really um, emotional for the for the folks who are attending so if you do it really well you can have a few tears in the in the audience a few happy tears in the audience so um the one that i find the, the most challenging um when when i'm coaching people to do it anyway is the father of the bride speech now quite often when someone's looking for help writing a wedding toast it's the father of the bride or the father of the bride. So it's either the best man or the father of the bride. Typically, maid of honor does pretty well. Groom, father of the groom does pretty well. But the, the father of the bride speech and the best man speech are the ones that's are, that are a little bit more challenging. And for the parents of the bride or the groom, really, for that matter, the wedding can just be very, very emotional. So th there's a good chance that when you have a uh, you, you might have a lot of wisdom to share with the couple and the crowd. Just please, 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 please fight this urge. You know, your your goal is to toast the couple and possibly inspire them. And that's it. So in that respect, keep your toast short and sweet. And if you're the father of bride and, and you're really looking for direction on how to write your wedding toast, then, then here's a, a pretty simple outline that you can follow. Now, one of the things that that uh, you can do first, which is a little bit different from many other toasts, is you can start with an inspirational quote. Now, since part of the the father's toast is inspirational wisdom, and a well placed quote right at the beginning can you get you started on the right foot. And for ideas, um, there's an article called "100 Inspirational Quotes About Marriage" that's on the internet. And I put a link to that in the in the show notes that you can kind of get to. And, and if you start off with, with that quote, the cool thing about that is that you can actually use the words from that quote at the, at the end as your toast, which makes it a whole lot easier for you. Um, so, so after you give the inspirational quote, you obviously want to praise the pride. Uh, this is your daughter. So tell a story about an incident that occurred in your daughter's childhood that showed a, a strength in her personality. For instance, if she's very caring, pick a story that shows that trait. If she's strong-willed, pick a story showing showing that strength. So you wanna kind of show how you, you knew she had that character, that strength at a, at a very early age. And then um, after you, you kind of tell that story and praise the bride, you wanna praise the groom as well, since you're toasting the couple. 
we determine what the biggest strength is in your new son-in-law. What is it that makes him good at what he does? And then once you determine what that strength is, think about the time, or a single time anyway, that you first recognize that strength in the groom. So tell briefly about that incident. So basically a 20, 30 second kind of story about that. And then you want to, the, the next step after you praise the bride and then praise the groom is give them just a few words of wisdom. So good conclusions to show how those two strengths complement each other. And, that, and, and if you do that, the, everything should mesh together pretty well. And then finally, the toast comes at the end. You want to welcome the groom to the family and then toast the, the couple. So you can conclude with the toast by raising a glass and welcoming the groom to the family. So a um, so here's a here's a good example of a of a father of the bride toast. So start with an inspirational quote. So Dr. Seuss once said, "You know you're in love when you you can't fall asleep because reality is finally better than your dreams." And I know, I know, I know. I was surprised that it didn't rhyme too, but it is a real Dr. Seuss quote. Um, when I see these two together though, I I see that they have a pretty special reality. So when, insert the bride's name, when when my daughter was 11, she and I had a father-daughter outing at a baseball game, and she was just so happy to come with me, although she wasn't really interested in the game. But she came, though, because she knew that it would make me happy. And because She's the kind of person that always puts the needs of others in front of her own. And last year, insert the groom's name, came by the house to, to pick up my daughter for a, for a movie date. And when I asked what movie, I was surprised that it was a romantic comedy. It wasn't an action flick or something like that, right? It was a romantic comedy. So for those of you who know, insert the groom's name, um, he's, a, he's a guy's guy. So in that moment, I remember distinctly that moment at the ballpark when my daughter was jumping up and cheering when I jumped up and cheered. And I knew that insert the groom's name was, was doing something, was doing the same for her that she did for me years ago. So when when you care about someone so much that you'll do absolutely anything to make them happy, then you're making reality even better than that green. So insert the groom's name. Welcome to the family, raise your glass to making reality better than the dream, right? So basically we're using the Dr. Seuss quote at the beginning and then using that as the, as the toast at the end. So. So basically, if you practice these things a few times, you can make it to where you've, you've got a really flawless delivery. And one of the neat things about, a, about a, a wedding toast is it's one of those things that, since it's really only going to be a minute or two, it's one of those things that you can, you can practice by, um, if you practice it two, three, four, five, six times or so, you can have it down to a flawless delivery without having to memorize a whole lot anyway. All right, the last one is the father of the groom speech. The father of groom speech is it's similar to the father of the bride speech, but there's a focus more on on the couple themselves than the individual. So instead of praising each one individually, we're going to focus on them as more as a couple. So in addition, um, if you if you recall on the best man speech a few minutes ago, we we started with something really funny. And the father of groom speech is a it's another good place to add a little deprecating humor, if you like. And obviously, the goal is not to embarrass the groom. However, a little ribbing can add some humor. In addition, you want to add some wisdom and inspiration at the conclusion. So if you're looking for help about how to write a toast like this, here's a, here's a, a pretty good outline. So the father of the groom speech outline. If you start with something that's kind of a funny story about the groom, you don't want to step on the best man's toes. 
I mean, it's really best to choose an incident from earlier in child in childhood than when your son and the um, the best man met. And you know, so basically, if they met when they were ten, then pick something, pick a story when your son was eight, and that makes it a little bit easier. And you, you, that way, you're, there's no chance that you're going to step on your your um, the best man's toes on, on this. So a, a funny jab at the groom, you know, can it, it's perfectly acceptable at this time. You, obviously, you don't want to embarrass him, but you know, you want to kind of add some humor in there. And then once you add, once you kind of start with the with the um, with the kind of deprecating story. Then you want to show the growth. You want to praise the groom. So a, sh- a second little short story to show the son's growth over time is a good way to praise the man that he's now become, and then praise the bride. Definitely d- determine you know what the big strength is in your new daughter-in-law. You know just like what the father of the bride did, and then what makes her really really good at what at what she does. And once you determine that strength, think about the time that you first recognized that strength in the bride, and then tell briefly about that that incident. And then, and then second to last, you want to give some, some words of wisdom. A good conclusion is to show how those two strengths complement each other, just like in the father of the bride speech. And then finally, you know, the toast and then welcome the bride to the family. So it's very, very similar to the father of the bride speech, just a little bit, you know, adding a little bit more humor and that kind of thing makes it a little bit more fun. So uh, an example of a father of the, of the groom toast would be, you know, when my son was 10 years old, I found him counting his birthday and Christmas money in his room, and I suggested that he save his money. And, uh, you know, a little here, a little there, it can really add up over time. And he turned to me and he said, Dad, I'm buying a Nerf gun. It's not like I'm blowing it on hookers and cocaine. And, and of course, your mother and I quickly transferred you to a private school shortly after that. Years later, when you were planning for college, I went I went to, to you and I offered to help. And you looked me dead in the eyes and said, Dad, I really appreciate that, but this is something I really, really have to do on my own. And that's the kind of character that's going to make you a good husband and a great father. And so now, mention your son's name, um, you've, you have a loving and dedicated woman Name the bride at your side to help you through those those tough times. So from here on, you no longer have to do it alone. Alone. You mentioned the bride's name. Welcome to the family. Raise your glass up, and then please join me in toasting the couple to doing it together. All right. So so basically, you want to use the the um, the wisdom, the words of wisdom that you're using in that toast as the actual toast itself at the end. So by the way, um, if you if you use these tips and the structure about how to write a wedding toast as a guide in, in reality, I mean, you can use that, but in reality, you just want to speak from the heart. I mean, the process isn't about following steps or saying just the right thing. It's really about showing the couple how much you love them. And when you do this, you're going to have a fantastic wedding speech. So hopefully that's helpful for you. Hey, if you haven't yet uh, subscribed to the podcast, make sure and do that. The, we, we, we put out a new podcast. We try to do it every single week. Sometimes we get busy, but for the most part, it's a, it's a weekly podcast and we've got new content coming out every single week. So make sure and hit that subscribe button. We'll see you next week on the Fearless Presentations podcast. Subscribe to this podcast for new public speaking secrets each week.